Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where aspiring six and seven figure fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 140. Today we're talking about goal planning for 2020. I don't know about you, but I am pretty excited about the new year. I'm feeling like 2020 is going to be a incredible year, an incredible year. I believe that. And not only because it's a double digit 2020 year, but we are moving into a new decade. And with that new decade also comes new birthdays for many of us, right? All of us are going to be having birthdays, but this is my big birthday. I'm going to be turning the big 4 in 2020. Uh, isn't that crazy? I didn't even think about the double digits, the 2020 and I'm turning 40. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it's going to be a great year, but I wanted to share with you today on our episode about how you can maybe glean some ideas from the way that I goal plan as you're preparing for this new year. Now, as many of you guys know, I am a huge uh, advocate of the whiteboard. So my whiteboard has been my friend uh, for the last couple months, really thinking through and planning out the next year. I had a huge planning session. My my admin, uh, Cameron Collins Johnson, came from Kansas City over to St. Louis and we spent a few days together and we just started digging through the business and figuring out what do we want to do in the years ahead and not just 2020, but the next three years, the next five years, the next 10 years, what's the dream for Mary Valoni Consulting? And we talked through all of that. And I love that in 2019, this was the year where I actually, you know, got to bring on an, an assistant, a team member, somebody who could work with me. And I know many of you have been, you know, running your organizations, running your uh, charitable work on your own. And maybe this is the year too of adding to your team. So last year I picked a word for the year. I don't know if you did the same thing, but my word for 2019 was the word fly. And uh, I've already picked a new word for 2020. And that word for me is multiply. And I'm not sure if you've ever thought about this, but really it's just a word for the year that really encompasses kind of that season of life that you're in. And it gives you a chance to kind of hone in on one one thing for just uh, this season, you know, how can, how can we really move forward? Now, 2019 was just a crazy year. When I say fly, I felt like I had been working so hard for so many years, just trying to get my business going and my consulting work and the stuff that I was doing here. I just felt like it was just kind of like I was shoving this boulder up a hill where it was just heavy. And I'm sure you know how that feels whenever you're starting that new fundraiser, when you're starting that new project, or maybe you're new to your organization and you're trying to figure out their systems and the way that everybody operates. And it just feels like it's heavy. And then all of a sudden you walk into this season where you're like, okay, I understand what I need to do. And you feel this sense of freedom where you're like, okay, I can fly in this season where I can really feel like the wind underneath my sails, you know, underneath my wings. And I can just feel like I am taking off and moving in the direction that I really need to go. 
And that was this last year. That was 2019. And 2020 is all about multiplication for me. Now, I, um, by adding on an assistant to my team, I believe that that was something that was really important for that multiplication. But I also believe that, you know, this season, I have all of the tools underneath me. Like, I know that I've built out everything that I need to build out. And now all I have to do is just go all in on it. And you may be in that same season too, where it's like, okay, well, you've built out that fundraiser, you've built out the stuff that you're trying to do, and now you just got to go do it. You know that the system you're working in is working. Now you just need to go all in on it. And that's really where I'm at. But so today I want to walk through the seven areas uh, to focus in when you're talking about goal planning. And then I also want to show you how to use my seven step freedom process on those goals. Once you identify a goal in each of these areas, I want you to be able to see how you can come alongside that with the freedom process that I teach. So let's jump right in and talk about that. Now, today's episode, I don't want to just focus in on fundraising because uh, I need you to be thinking about your own personal journey. Now, this is all about you, the leader of your organization, the leader of your fundraising efforts, but it's so important that you as an individual are, are focused in on that professional development and taking care of yourself so that you can be the best version for your cause. So this is why I feel like you can't be 99% all in on your business and not there in, you know, in your nonprofit and the work that you're doing and then neglecting every area of every other area of your life. And I think that that's just really super unhealthy. So I want to talk about just having that balance. And I know there's so many people that talk about, well, there's no such thing as balance. And I agree. There's seasons where you're really busy in certain areas of your life and then you're not in others. And they just, seasons just come and go and it ebbs and flows throughout the entire year. So you're going to find throughout the year that some of these seven areas you're going to be heavier in and other areas are not going to be so such a huge focus. But as you move throughout the year, you'll find that you'll put that attention on one of these seven areas at some point. So the seven areas that I want to focus in on are one, physical, your, your physical, your health, your wellness, uh, what you eat, what you put in your body. So physical is number one. Two is financial. So that cash money, baby, right? <laughs> that the financial aspect of your, of your life. Um, number three, your spiritual part of your life, your faith, however you choose to lead in that area Four, your career, five, your family, six, your mental and seven, your social. So all of these, again, physical, financial, spiritual, career, family, mental, social. Now, everybody has different words for these. Uh, just know that, I mean, sometimes people, instead of social, they'll say hobbies or whatever. All, all of this is just relevant to whatever areas of your life is most important to you. And these seven pretty much encompass all of them. Now, I have talked about goal planning in the past. And, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of people like to create these pie in the sky kind of goals at, that just don't have any numbers attached to it or aren't, aren't like super attainable. Like they're not even, you don't even have any, like, well, it's the whole smart thing. If they're not, uh, they're not smart. <laughs> they're not, not realistic, not time sensitive, you know, all those details that come into the smart goal planning process. But I want you to think through in every area of this, your physical, your financial, your spiritual, your career, family, mental, social, one thing 
one thing that you can do in each area of these, you know, around your, your personal life, how can you focus in on one thing? So when I'm talking about physical, I'll, and I'm more than happy to share my own personal goals here with you guys. I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm not afraid to, to share those things with you guys. Uh, but I do want you to be thinking about your own personal goals in these areas so that you can create your best life, you know, like what do you want your life to look like when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to experience life? And I'm, I'm not sure how much I've dug into this, but one thing I always encourage people to do is I encourage you to actually create a joy list. This is just a bulleted list in a journal or a sheet of paper, your computer, wherever it is, but just bullet out the things that bring you joy. You know, what are the things that you actually really enjoy? And I talk about the things that bring me joy are, you know, snuggling with my dogs, going for a walk in Forest Park. I live in St. Louis, so I love Forest Park. Driving around in my car, I drive a convertible and I just love like top down driving. It's the best. (laughs) I love hot tamales. That's on my joy list, <laughs> you know, deep conversations, which is why I love the work that I get to do. Cause I get to get into deep conversations with you guys, you know, so list out all those things that bring you joy. Maybe it's just spending time with your kids or spending time with your, your husband or wife or loved one. Maybe it's your mom or dad, or, you know, maybe it's grandma, you know, and you just, you love just spending time, quality time with people, or maybe you, it brings you great joy to buy somebody a gift to give gifts or to, you know, send out thank you cards, send out thank you messages, maybe texting a friend, you know, what are those things that just bring you joy? And I want you to write those down because there's something about putting your focus on the things that you want more of in your life. So when you're setting these goals, you want more of the things that bring you joy. And so it makes sense then as I'm going through each area of this, the physical, financial, spiritual, career, family, mental, and social, as I'm going through each one of these, I can start to think about what are the things that already bring me joy that's going to help me to attain those goals. And that will allow me to be more likely to actually accomplish them. So the physical goal that I have for myself, the one thing that I want to do is just create consistency in 2020. I have a tendency to be kind of all over the board when it comes to my physical activity. Now, eating healthy, I'm actually pretty good at that. Now I do like sugar and um, who doesn't, but I I actually have a tendency to maybe lean more onto the coffee sweetener, kind of like that kind of stuff (laughs) and and candy every now and again. Um, But for the most part, I eat pretty healthy and I've never had a problem with that. I I feel like I'm really uh, good on that area. But when it comes to my physical activity, that's where I, I know I only have so much mental energy throughout the day. And so what I end up doing is I end up allotting a lot of that energy, like high energy time to mental things like writing and creating and building out stuff for my business that I tend to neglect the physical side of my health. And so for 2020, that's something that I really want to focus in on. And so the goal that I actually have is 
30 minutes a day. It's one of those things that you can either check off the list, you either did it or you didn't. So I have this uh, mirror that's in my workout room. And we, when we moved into our new house, we built out this space where I have an elliptical machine, a weight machine, and a TV and the whole thing. So I have no excuses, literally no excuses to not work out for 30 minutes a day. But I took this, this mirror that I have in my workout room and I actually put up a, a took a dry erase marker because I have plenty of those for my whiteboards. <laughs> and so I went and I put an X across, you know, made seven X's, you know, wrote Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and put X's on there so that every day that I actually worked out and did the 30 minutes, I would just circle the X showing that I had completed it, which for me, that's important because I'm, I'm a completionist, you know, like I like to see things being checked off. I like the to-do list. And so by seeing those X's and I actually mentally during the day, think about those X's because I'm like, oh shoot, I need to get downstairs and I need to go circle that X. And that helps me to stay focused on my 30 minutes a day. Now the 30 minutes may not be working out in my, in my little house gym. It may be going for a walk. And remember what I just talked about my joy list. I really enjoy taking my dogs for a walk and I specifically like going to Forest Park. So for me, adding more days into my calendar where I'm at, actually driving in my convertible because I, that's part of my joy list too, is getting in my car, driving to Forest Park and going for a walk. Now look at how that knocked out things that are on my joy list. And it also knocked out this goal that I have to be physically active 30 minutes every single day. So you can see how that all plays a role in that. So the next one is financial. Now to me, financial goals are really important uh, because I'm a fundraiser. So I believe really strongly in the fact that we can control our future because I mean, we have full control over how we spend our dollars and how many dollars come in and how many dollars go out. So for me, I have a saving and a giving goal that are on my list. Um, I, it's a big deal for me to make sure that I'm financially secure. I run my own business. So that's really important to make sure that I have money in savings. Now, a few years ago, actually, this was probably like 10 years ago. Um, I was just going through the Dave Ramsey process of paying off debt and all that kind of stuff. So I've actually, you know, gone through that. We've paid off our debt. Now I have one little crazy loan that's driving me absolutely bonkers on this house. Um, that is I'm, I'm like on a mission to pay that darn thing off in the next uh, month or so. So that thing is not going to be around for very long. So I didn't put that on my list, uh, just because I, I know that I'm going to knock that thing out very quickly. So for me, I wanted to make sure that I had a savings goal and I had a giving goal. Now, as part of my goal, I actually took out a, my checkbook and I wrote a check to my favorite charity. And so because I have this crazy, big, hairy, audacious goal, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's a Jim Collins comment from his book, Good to Great, but that, that big, hairy, audacious goal. And I wanted to have this big giving goal. And so I wrote a crazy fat check to my favorite charity. And it's not obviously a real check. It's, it's a real check. Yes. If you snuck into my house, you could probably steal it, but <laughs> please don't. Only my charity can cash it. But anyway, so I wrote it out and it's on my vision board because I really, 
really want to give a this crazy check to them by the end of 2020. Okay, so that's my goal. By the end of 2020, I'm going to hand this check to my favorite charity. So that's one of my big financial goals. And then I also have that savings goal. So I just have that number in my budget. I'm looking at it every single time that I'm budgeting, paying attention to that savings goal. And I'm always working towards putting money towards that savings goal. Now, maybe you have a retirement goal or you have some other goals that you have financially, maybe paying off your house or paying off a car or some debt. Now that would all fall into your, into this financial section. Number three is the spiritual goal. Now, many of you guys know that I'm a Christian and, you know, so for me, a big thing for me as a spiritual goal, I want to be a better prayer. And I pray, I, I've tried really hard to just make prayer a part of my daily life, like where I just am praying all the time. So it's like, not like, oh, I've got to stop and pray. It's like, no, it's like kind of this ebb and flow of where God is always in every conversation and every part of what I do and how I live my life. And so I never want to be like not in prayer. But one thing that I wanted to add to my spiritual list here is that I just wanted to create a prayer list. And so for 2020, I want to pray for 20 specific people every single day for the entire year of 2020. So I've already put together this list of the 20 people that I want to be praying for in 2020. And so Starting on January 1, I'm going to be praying every single morning for this list of 20 people. And not just like, oh, God, help these people. But I want to dig into these 20 people and really speak into their life and really be praying over specifics that are going on in their world. And so to me, I feel like that that's so much more powerful. I know that the people that I work with care so deeply about prayer. And so I want to make sure that prayer is a core component component of what I do in 2020 and continue to make it a, a regular occurrence of the of what I do, but I want to dig in deeper and make sure that I'm specifically grabbing hold of these 20 people and just bringing them along in prayer as, as I move through the year. So, okay. Number four is the career area. Of course, that's a heavy one. A lot of people put a lot of attention on the career aspect. It's only one of seven. Okay. So remember your career is just one of seven areas. This is just one area. Obviously it impacts a lot of the other areas, but I want you to make sure don't give it more weight than it deserves. Okay. So career, my specific goal for 2020 in the career area is I have always wanted to serve a lot of people. Now, when I first got started in my business in, you know, just over five years ago, I was working with one specific charity and you guys know, I, I left the American Cancer Society and then I went to go work for Chi Alpha Campus Ministries as a consultant. And I love Chi Alpha. Shout out to my Chi Alpha friends who are listening. I worked with Chi Alpha for five years and I actually just stepped down as their consultant, which it's oh, like, it's so hard, but at the same time, I knew that the time was right. And so anyway, so as of December 31st, um, I will be transitioning away from that, but I do plan on working with Chi Alpha as a consultant on specific projects and uh, we'll be working on some stuff with them in the future. So don't worry, Chi Alpha, I will still be with you. <laughs> but, uh, but regardless, uh, I went from that one charity to one charity and I knew that I was just making that transition so that I could start working in my consult in the consulting space. But when I went from that one to one in my, my goal that next year was I want to go to 10. So I want to 
help 10 charities. And so that was a big deal for me. That was my big goal, 10, 10, 10. Then the next year, I wanted to go to 100. What was it going to take to reach 100 charities and help 100 charities? Now, I have thousands and thousands of people who listen to this podcast. So I know that I'm helping more than just you know a few hundred. But to me, I wanted to specifically know that they were clients of mine and that I got to speak into their life on a, as a coach, as a consultant, as a trainer, depending on how they brought me on to work with them. So that was really important to me that it was a business working relationship. And so serving people was just so, and it still is, it's a core component of what I do in the work that, that I'm doing here. So my number one goal, and I've been working on this, this is a carryover goal from last year. It's not one that I I have nailed, uh, and I knew that this one was going to take a little while. Back to my word for the year, multiply. But I wanted to go from that that hundreds hundreds of charities that I was working with into thousand. So I, right now I help about uh, nearly three hundred clients. I know it's crazy, and so my goal is to get to a thousand plus. And so I want to see that thousands of charities are being helped with the message that I am spreading. So that's important to me. So a thousand is my goal. How am I going to get to a thousand? And it's really big, a big deal for me to um, be thinking about how I can be a thought leader in the space that I work in. So I'm, I'm looking at ways that I can be a thought leader, but a thousand charities, missionaries, ministries, that is my number one goal when it comes to career is serve more people. Now I know when I serve more people, obviously my income is going to increase and that'll help other areas of my goals as well. So uh, serve a thousand is my number one goal when it comes to career. Now family. Okay. So family, what is it that you want when it comes to your family? Now, 2019, my big goal for family, of course, you probably know the answer to this, but it was building our dream home. So 2019 was all about building our house. I call it the Bruno house because we live on Bruno. Uh, but but Bruno is was on everything. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. I talked about Bruno on everything that I did in my journal, on my vision board. Everything that I did was Bruno. So for 2020, uh, this one's a tough one and it's kind of hard to even say out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud because I need to say it out loud. And that's a big deal when it comes to your goals is to verbalize it and to vocalize it. I told you at the beginning of our conversation that I'm turning 40 this year. And it's hard to believe that at almost 40 years old, that um, my husband and I will be celebrating our 19th anniversary this year and we don't have kiddos. And to me, that's a really big deal. So my goal for 2020 is just really to expand our family, whatever that looks like. And so uh, to me, I'm keeping this a little bit open-ended because I don't know what that looks like. And I've really been exploring a lot of different options and I don't know, I've just been, you know, thinking through what does that look like for us and my husband and I, we love the life that we've created. And that's the thing that it's, you know, whatever happens, happens. But um, but this is just something that I've been in prayer over and just really been um, focused on as far as a goal for our family is to grow our family, multiply. That's a big deal. And then number six is our mental area. So in the mental space, this is a big thing for me when it comes to journaling. 
I want to spend a lot of time in that journaling space because I think that it allows, it, it gives you the ability to just dump out all the nonsense, all that negative, you know, stuff that's swirling around in your mind and getting it out on paper. So for me, journaling is a must. Like I absolutely have to journal every single day. Now, if I miss a few days, no big deal, but journaling is a really big component and a goal that I have to journal every single day. Now, when it comes to everything else now, I've been in the writing mode as well. So writing is a big thing, writing, consuming, consuming content, which is like podcasts like this, reading books, you may have a variety of different areas that it's like just growing and learning and being a better version of yourself. I think that that's really important when it comes to this component. And so for me, I have on my list is that I want to consume and produce content every day. So that just means writing, journaling, producing something that's going to spread my message, which will ultimately help other areas of my goals. And then number seven is the social aspect. Now, as you can imagine, I am a Enneagram three, which means I'm an achiever. I like setting goals. I love, love, love this stuff, but social stuff is hard because you know, just hanging out with friends or spending time doing hobbies uh, doesn't always give you that same kind of fix when it comes to setting goals. So for me, this has been really important for me to spend more time with friends and I, I have the best friends. Uh, many of you guys hear me talking about some of my friends that live outside of the St. Louis area, but what's really important for me in 2020 is to spend time with my girlfriends in St. Louis. So re-engaging with my friends that live in my community. So that is a really big deal. So I have on my list that I want to connect with them in person at least once a month. And so I actually have it already on my calendar. The first week of January, I'm connecting with my girlfriend. So uh, I hope that you have a social thing. Now, one of the things that I did also on the hobbies list was I had to bust, like one of my things was coloring. Like I'm like, I, I have to add something. And so being able to just shut everything off. So I had actually purchased a coloring book last year and did some coloring. <laughs> so that was to me a way to escape the, the craziness. So whatever it is for you, you know, maybe it's on the physical activity side, maybe it's a marathon or riding a bike or, you know, any of those kind of social activities that allow you the opportunity to, um, to just take up a hobby. I think that that's important. Okay. So in the last few minutes here, before we wrap up our conversation today, I want to highlight how you can also use the freedom process that I teach fundraising freedom and be able to use that with your goals. So for every single one of these goals throughout you know, all seven areas that we talked about today, physical, financial, spiritual, career, family, mental, and social, and all those seven areas, what I encourage you to do is actually take the freedom process and begin with step number one. So focus your vision. Now I'm going to talk about the career one for our conversation here. Cause I think that that's easier to wrap your arms around. But so what I have done in the career area where I talked about, I want to serve a thousand, uh, for me, I have to go back to focus your vision. So what is the vision that I want for my business? What is the vision that I want for the work that I do? And I went back to the drawing board and said, what is my mission? What is my vision? 
Now, as you guys know, educate, encourage, empower. Those are my three words. I I share it here at the podcast. I talk about it and everything that I do. It's on the homepage of my website. It's a major part. Those are the three components that I'm always doing inside of my business. Now, I commit to that again for 2020 and say, that is what I do. I educate, I encourage, and I empower nonprofit and ministry leaders to raise more funds and have more freedom. That is the core. Now, uh, I, but I wanted to go back and just make sure that that was still in line with my goal here, and also my my vision to end the lack and scarcity mindset. Wanted to stay focused on that. Now, what I found out during my time working with my assistant Cameron was that I love working with nonprofit and ministry leaders, hands down. But there are certain aspects of my business that light me up. I am on fire lit up to work with certain groups of people. And so that was something that really became apparent during our time together was that there was a certain population of the audience that I work with that I just really, really get excited about and I'm super passionate about. And so that to me um, became a flame during our conversation that I was like, I need to do more of that. And so you'll hear more about that in the coming episodes, but that is something that was really important, but it came out of going back to the freedom process and focusing my vision. What do I want to see? How does that lack and scarcity mindset come into play? And what is it that I want? You know, when I talk about focus your vision, I also also talk about why do you do what you do? And if you can't answer the question why for all of your seven goals, if you can't answer the, the reason why you got to sit and drill down and figure out why you care. Now, if I say, um, I'm going to work out 30 minutes every day and I got to, I got to answer the question why, why do I care? Why do I need to work out 30 minutes every day? And you know what my why is? Is that I need to be, my my brain needs to be ready. Like I have got to make sure that I am available for these thousand clients that I'm going to be working with. So if I am a hot mess and lazy and eating poorly and not physically active, I'm not going to be able to serve my people well. So it comes all full circle on this. So to me, it's really important that I'm physically active so that I can be available and ready so I can make sure that I am, I can bounce from call to call and never feel like I'm mentally strained. That's important to me. So physical activity is not so much like bulking up, you know, being, being all muscly or whatever. But for me, it's like, I just, it's all about brain power. Like, I just feel like the muscle that we have in, in our brain is the most important one. And that all comes through physical activity. I believe that that's really important. And so, but go through each one of the, the, you know, freedom steps. So focus Focus your vision, run your research. So when I'm talking about, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reach a thousand people. What research do I have to do? So I'm thinking to myself, okay, what kind of system do I have to get into place in order for me to be able to serve that many people? I can't just jump from 300 to a thousand overnight and think that I can't like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta change my system. That's why I had to bring on my assistant Cameron. That's why my husband is doing the work that he's doing as my graphic designer. I've got a whole team of people that are working together. As you guys know, on the missionary side, I work with Mike Kim. On the nonprofit side, I work with Joel Kessel. And so each one of those guys, everybody has to be in their lane and doing the work that they do best. And so 
so to me, I'm like scaling and looking at what do I need to learn as an individual as well. So during my research phase, I'm like, okay, what do I need to study up on? What systems do I need to know? What kind of uh, content, what do we have to do to make this happen? And then that's where the enlist your team comes into play. And this is where we're going to continue to grow. I'm going to start looking at, do I need more coaches? Do I need more people who are going to help out with maybe, you know, um, the marketing and the advertising side of the work that we're doing so that I can make sure that this thing, you know, continues to scale up. So that is where I start to enlist my team and start bringing in the right people with the right skill sets to make this happen. Then I'm going to enhance my brand. You're going to start to see new branding on some of the stuff that I do. You're going to see updates on my website and colors and all those sorts of things are going to start to update as well, because I got to fall in line with this new brand, you know, this new goal that I have for my business. So that all has to scale up to match uh, this big goal that I have for myself. Then I'm going to deploy my team, all my team members, my assistant, my graphic designer, my team members, every single person's going to be in their lane. Everybody's going to know what their jobs are. And we all can do what we do best as I deploy the team out, then organize my ask. That's when I start inviting people to be a part of this. That's where those thousand students start to come in. And I say, okay, you want to be a part of this? You want to be a part of that? And we start finding a place for everybody to, to be served. Served. And doing ultimately what my big goal is, is I want to serve a thousand people. So how, where can you get plugged in so that I can best serve you and ultimately see that you raise more funds and you have more freedom and ultimately fulfill the vision that I have that you're going to end that lack and scarcity mindset because you're going to have all the tools and resources that you need to fulfill your vision. So, and then the last part of my process is make your difference. And this is where, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm called to do, right? I'm going to be that thought leader in the space that I want to be in. And so being able to continue to spread my message, get the freedom process out there to more people, get people to understand that this is just a really easy seven-step process that you can incorporate in. And as you can see in five minutes, I just shared with you how, how you can use the freedom process, not only for your fundraising efforts, but also for these goals that you have for your personal life, right? So just like how I'm talking about these thousand people I want to serve, same thing for you. Is it a thousand people? Is it 10,000? Is it a hundred thousand? I don't know. Um, but you can see how you can easily swap that out with a number goal, with a, you know, a physical fitness goal, a a, a social goal, whatever it is. And you can pull that into the freedom process and walk through each one of those steps, finding out who do I need, but you can see that whatever the goal is that you have, you cannot do this alone. It is so important. That is one of my major whys of why I do the work that I do is that I don't want you to ever have to do this alone. That's why I'm here. That's why you're going to hear me on this podcast every single week is because I never, ever, ever want you to do this alone. So I want you to know that I'm here with you. I'm walking with you. I'm doing this stuff right alongside you and trying to figure this out uh, with you. So uh, as we walk into 2020 together, I am just, you know, just, I think, excited, I guess excited isn't even the word. I just, I think that I'm just hopeful, you know, I'm hopeful about what it is that you are going to be able to create. I'm, I'm hopeful about what I'm going to be able to create. I have this like crazy, one of my, one of my core values of my business is crazy belief. And I do, I have this crazy belief that anything that you want, anything, no matter whether you think it's impossible today, I have this crazy belief 
that it is possible. And one of my dear friends said to me, she goes, you know what, after reading your book and following you and, and seeing what you do, she's like, you you empower people to feel like the impossible is possible. And that was such a huge compliment to me. I, I really, really appreciated that because that has how has been how I live my life. Like I feel like the impossible. I mean, you guys have no I mean, I I need to do like an entire episode on this, but like, I mean, I grew up in an apartment sharing a bunk bed with my sister. And, you know, like that's why when people talk, you know, like when I talk about my house, like this was a dream as I'm gonna get, get emotional. Um, but this was a dream as a little girl for me. Like I, I begged, I begged my dad to buy a house and like we, he just never thought it was possible. And so like in 2019 to move into our, our dream home that my husband and I like locked arms on this goal. And I believe spiritually that God built this like hands down. This was so much bigger than I had ever, ever envisioned or even dreamt of as a little girl. But as you can imagine, like I just believe that so much for your charity, for the work that you do, for your ministry, whatever it is, wherever you're at. I just think that whatever dream you have and whatever goal you have for this upcoming year, put that thing on paper. It costs nothing to write it down. It has. It costs nothing to start working towards these first steps. When I talk about focus your vision, run your research, enlist your team, that costs no money. It costs no money. And so when you start to pull these pieces together, it, you start to gain this crazy belief with me that it's possible for you to be able to do anything that you want. And so these seven goals that I mentioned to you today that I have on my list, I mean, I have some crazy, like my financial goals now, I did not tell you the number on that, but they are crazy goals. And I would never have believed it that that was even possible just a few years ago. But now I have a crazy belief that it absolutely is possible. And I think that, um, I, I just feel the same way for you, that whatever, whatever crazy dream you have in your heart for the work that you do, for your family, for your health, for you know any area of your life, your financial goals, I believe that you can absolutely achieve it. So here's to 2020. Cheers to you in 2020. May this be your best year yet. May you accomplish everything in your heart, your heart's desire for the new year. May you accomplish those things in 2020. And so as we move into the new year, you know, I'm here. I'm here to cheer you on. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to uplift you. And I'm going to teach you a few things along the way. And I'm going to continue to learn and grow and get better at the work that I do so that I can teach you how to do this thing better and just raise crazy dollars for your charity. So on that note, uh, happy new year and let's go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time. Have a great week.